Call No Show is a bi-weekly podcast hosted by two women bartenders of color addressing what we believe are the real issues in the hospitality industry. Hello, uh, I'm Ricky. I'm Tayray. And this is our episode three of No Call No Show podcast. Uh, we're going to start again with the Long Island iced tea. Long Island iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> so mine this week is pretty chill. Um, I just want to recap my weekend, well, end of weekend um, in D.C. It was really fun, and I think we should all talk about, as bartenders, how we should visit other cities and see what their industries are about. So I've been to D.C. like a handful of times, but this time was probably my favorite time because I got to hang out with a lot of friends in the industry, but also on a day that was kind of like a bar crawl. It was gin day. It was this last Monday. So um, I went down for Tiki and Slow Jams that I had announced last week or the week before. How was it? It was great. It was a wang dang doodle. (laughs) (laughs) It was a a lituation. Very lit. I'll get to that at the end of the story. Mm -hmm. However, we got there pretty early around like 11 and uh, hung out around for the most of the day. And then around 4.30, I met up with some friends at Chaplin's, which is to me... One of the best restaurants, not even just in D.C., just just for me, because it's kind of like me in a restaurant. Like, it's a cocktail bar, but it also has ramen. And if you know me, I eat ramen at least twice a week. Like, not top ramen, like you buy in the store. Like you Nothing go... against top ramen. No, nothing okay. against it. However, like, I like to, me and shout out Darrell, I love you. Uh, we like to go to different ramen places and try them and then, like, have our own opinion However, um, Chaplin's is one of the only places in my life that I've ever finished a whole bowl of ramen. <laughs> I can't do that normally. I My stomach is the size of an ant's, and I, I just don't, I can't have that much noodles and, and broth. But however, it's so good. So whenever I go there, I make sure that I don't eat all day so I can finish the whole shit. So Jamila, child Jamila. Oh, Jamila, uh, I miss you. Yeah, from William Grant. She reached out to me saying that there was a happy hour there for gin day at 4.30. So I met her there. Um, I had some like mini martinis. Jess Weinstein was there. A whole bunch of other people like uh, Eric from Hendrix was there. We had a like um, a lot of fun. We just drank a lot of gin there, and then we went to the next spot, which was Bresca. Mm. Bresca was having a pop up for it's called Bad Hunter mm-hmm. in Chicago. That's tragic. Their their bar had a fire, so they didn't have a. They've been doing pop ups for a while, like in different places, but they had it at Bresco, which is a Michelin star restaurant. So their cocktails were great. I had um, one that had like Wagyu beef stock in it. Like a fat washed yeah, situation. Yeah, great. Uh, and then there was another one for a, like a, a rum cocktail with toffee. Delicious. Uh, everyone started showing up there. It was, like a, it was like a bar crawl. So we went from there to Bresco to Hank's uh, and everyone just followed through. But the thing I loved about it most was that everyone you saw at the first place you saw the second place and the third place and the last place and everyone's just as welcoming every time you went anywhere. And me being an outsider from New York, I was just as welcomed as everyone from DC was. Mm. Like people kind of knew who I was. And it was a shock to me because I'm like, I'm not really doing much now in the industry. I'm just, I'm working at a bar that's very turn and burn. Mm -hmm. It's not a cocktail bar. But to be welcomed as I was... And knowing how I was was great. And I the people in D.C., whenever I go there, are so... like 
like it's like open arms. Yeah, totally. It's like a, it's like the sixth borough for yeah. us. I guess it's great. I, mean, I think it, when I, I used to work with Rujero, which was a Singani, and they were based in DC. I actually, spoke to Tilai, who's a partner of uh-huh. it today. I love her; she's the best. I love you, Tilai. Um, and so I, I when I started was I was there like part time brand ambassador in New York, and I'd have to go out there like two, three times a month. Mm-hmm. So I got to know DC like really quickly in a yeah. really short span of time. And it's so interesting because coming from New York, being from New York and being a part of the industry, I still have had issues um, when I was like kind of sprouting into becoming an industry bartender with being accepted amongst my peers. Whereas I didn't know anybody besides Tilai and DC was just like, oh, dope. You're from New York. You're visiting. You're working with a brand who's based in DC. Like, we're here for you. What's up? And they're just... And maybe DC bartenders are like, oh, that's not kind of how it is. And maybe we're just like looking from well, the outside we're from in. We're New York but... too, so everyone here is not a chip on their shoulder, but it's a little different how we accept people. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what it is. I just always feel like more of a sense of community in DC. Like a, har- like a harmonious, like it's just, it just yeah. seems welcoming. And, it's and like... we could be wrong because we're from New York. I don't know how y'all feel that live down there. But for us to go down there, it's like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And it's it's just nice. It's nice to leave. It's nice to leave a your industry, and regardless if you feel, you know, really secure in it, or if you feel um, a little bit insecure, to go to another city and feel really welcome there. That it it definitely like I think New York, DC is waiting for people from New York to flood into DC because they have they've they have such a huge growth in their hospitality. Like the hospitality industry has grown like two or three folds in the last like two years. And I know that they are des- in desperate and dire need of re- of really good bartenders. And I know a couple bartenders who've left New York instead of being a small fish in a big pond, they're like a big fish in a smaller pond kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that um, if you are a New York City bartender and you haven't um, taken the bus ride or the train ride to D.C., um, please do because... I think that there's so much going on out there that's yeah. great. Every time I go there, I get I'm just so happy. Like I, if I know I'm going to DC the next day, it's like a kid knowing I'm going to Disney World. And it's like I'm gonna go here. It's gonna be so much fun. It's gonna be relaxing, but also an experience. Lit. Yeah, it's always lit. DC's lit. Um. So yeah. So that was the the like the most part of my day, and then Tiki and Slow Jams was the second part, and it was per usual. Lit AF. <laughs> Always. Um, it was Frank's birthday. If anyone knows Frank Mills. Shout he out to opened Frank a bar Bible. called Roy Boys in DC. I didn't get to check out this time, but next time I definitely will. Um, it's like a, a bar with fried chicken and oysters. It's their specialty. Love it. Um, I also saw they have these crazy dessert tacos that I have to have all three next time I go. They look great. <laughs> but it was Frank's birthday. He looked crazy. He oh. dyed his hair, his beard blonde but it's like platinum blonde so it looks gray so this is a funny story i was outside of the venue for tiki and slow jams i was going across the street to cvs real quick and there was someone yelling at me i'm like who the fuck is this old man across the street yelling at me right now this is crazy i'm getting harassed and i (laughs) (laughs) i look closer and it was fucking frank it's because he had this beard was white and i was like who the fuck is this old ass man yelling at me 
Oh my god. I saw that and I was like, oh my god. Because well, what you did was, you when you put it on your story, you had him as a black Santa. Yeah, because so he, he had the like white beard. <laughs> the white he looked, beard. He also had the hat on. He looked like Papa Smurf. <laughs> he looked fucking crazy. However, it's a great look. He's crazy. We love him. That's what he does. He's infectious. He's great. I Happy birthday, Frank. If you listen yeah. to this, I love you. You're hilarious. Um... <laughs> Don't stop being crazy. You're like the Dennis Rodman of this industry. <laughs> You're fucking doing that show. <laughs> so DC was good? DC was lit. And if you haven't been as a bartender, I really encourage you to go. And also, if you're interested in in kind of venturing and seeing other markets, not in the tri-state, but a little bit further out, um, talk to Ricky and I. I mean, we have... Friends yeah. there. I have. I feel really confident when it's I go to DC to that I'm going to be other taken places. care of. Yeah, yeah. In other places in general, as a bartender, you know, you get caught up in your own industry, in your own city, especially if you're in New York, because we have so many of us here. We have so many bars opening every day that you just get caught up in it. Um, but DC is a great vacation for a person that likes cities, but also needs a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nice. Taylor, um, yeah, it was great. So. My tea is not super long and intense, but um, what I will say is I have, um, I work with somebody who used to be a beverage director at another bar and who has then, like, since then decided that they were going to step down and they were going to be a bartender. Mm -hmm. And you know, this is, we, I mean, I feel like I've worked with other people like this before. This is not the first person. That's why I'm bringing it up. Yep. In which you were maybe a head bartender and then you took on a bar managerial role or a beverage director or, um, and, and then you, you're, you shifted in your attitude and obviously you have to shift because you go from bartender to manager or director and that's all good and gravy. But then there are certain times where you also, what's good and gravy is when you decide that like manage this, you want to get away from being a manager or get away from that side of it, and you want to mm-hmm. kind of step down and go back to bartending. Now, if that is a transition and a step down that you're going to make, um, in within the same um, bar, yeah, then maybe what I'm about to say will be different. But what I'm specifically talking about is a bar, a beverage director, um, who then decided to bartend at a different bar, who took along the same. Um, entitlement, like mm-hmm. micromanaging. Like, if you're going to step down as a beverage director, then your ego and your... They also have to step... It also, it all has to step down. down. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it all has <clears throat> to step down. Because I'm, I didn't work with you at your old bar when you were a beverage director. And so I don't really give a fuck about right. what... If anything, it's it's offensive to me, and you'll and like the person has like slid it really slickly in conversation. He's like, you know, when I was a beverage director, like I would do it like this, and da da da. And I'm like, Doc, good for you, but you're not. You decided to bartend, and I think it should be a really. If you wanted to take the break, then take the break. Like really, give yourself a mental and emotional break, and take a step down, and, you know. Dissolve yourself of all of that stress that you wanted to get away from. Yeah. Except, but when you, but when you try to micromanage in a different space as a bartender, because you still, you're still trying to wear that hat. I 
don't want to deal with. I don't want to hear about it. I don't deal with it. I don't want to. I have because it, it was your choice to do so. So I really don't care about the other part. Yeah. If you chose to do this, that's on you. So you're with me now. Mm-hmm. It was just like it was one of those things where there I was. I was just trying to figure out what the angle was, mm-hmm. and then I figured out like, oh, it's because that person was a beverage director, so they feel like their opinion still matters. And I don't say your opinion doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in that fucking way. It doesn't matter in the way that it's going to. It's not going to matter to me whether, you know, I mean, people throughout their shift can be vent about how things could be better. But I think I'm a big advocate of like approach, approach problems with solutions, not just like say what the problem that is like say is what my bosses say to me every oh time. It, i mean it's a great but it's honestly the great bosses say it all the time but do it's you have truly, a problem what is the solution what is the solution time and i'm yeah. like Bruh. you have to say this is the problem and this is the solution that i have for it you have to you have to say the problem but it was it was i think it's just something to really consider mm-hmm. if and I've been in management and i've and i think other the peers of mine have been yeah, i have too yeah but it does not mean that you are granted the authority to place your opinion amongst your peers and think that it's going to be like utilized in some sort of changes to why how the system works or the, how the bar how you're gonna bartend or how you're gonna oh mm-hmm. you should really do it this way oh you should really do it that way it's like <sighs> if if it was coming from it but it was just coming from such a place of i knew it was like I just, I just really have an issue Something with that from kind a of place of you know it's like he used to be this and now he's this yeah and that's not like much he's of... gr- and he's like gifting me with like so much knowledge mansplaining mansplaining <laughs> 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 just that mansplaining I'm like <laughs> yo <laughs> let me build this round before I fucking. Build a fucking round Ugh. in your face, all right? Let me not double <laughs> shake on your ass. I'll right build now. a roundhouse <laughs> kick on your ass. <laughs> no, it's just it's just a, it's just this like thing that I that I and that I've experienced with men and women. Don't get to it. So this one is a particularly just a man, but Person I've experienced explaining. <laughs> but I've just experienced Human this before, explaining. and I would really love you to take a staycation right. with your opinion. and fucking back up off me okay hop off (laughs) hop off peel peel the fuck back as Cameron says curve go that way (laughs) go away go go away (laughs) and and just realize that I'm here for any if there's truly something that you think I could do better then I'm gonna need the why, and not just like do it, you know. And I and I and I and I just I don't sympathize for you. And I would I never want to be like you chose to do this, but you did. So, so and and it, it kind of sound like that customer that's like, well, if you don't like your job, then don't do it. It's like, oh, if you God. don't like if you don't like being a bartender again, then be back, then be a manager again. Because if that's if your opinion, you if you're feeling, you chose this. Yeah, snap back. Snap back like the hat. <laughs> Not a fitted, but a hat. A snapback hat. <laughs> Anyways, that's my tea. 
Anyway, though. Uh, <sighs> okay, so. Uh, we have a special guest this week. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Does anyone know that voice? Can you guess? Um, we have Kayla Mata here. Hello. Hi. How Welcome. are you? Welcome to our what show. Up? What up, what up? Um, we want to say thank you for being here. Thank you, second lady. Guest. Second guest. Um, but never second best. Oh, never. <laughs> Tay so. with the lines. I like it. <laughs> she out here tonight. Um, she you is out here tonight. <laughs> with a short skirt when it's 90 or 9 degrees outside. But it's a sweater skirt. So it's Yo, even weirder. I'm wearing a sweater two-piece. Yeah. Okay. What is that? In 9-degree weather. Listen. But the weirdest part is that she was not wearing this. She came in the house and changed into it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like Mr. Rogers in this bitch. <laughs> came in here with, with jeans and whatever mm-hmm. the fuck she was wearing. Kayla shirt. And decided to put on a Fashion Kayla Nova two-piece sweater outfit, skirt and shirt. Yo, skirt you were in my shirt, shirt before you... And then I'm in my skirt. And then it looks great. It does look great. I, I love feel it. it. I'm love here for it. I'm I think just... this is going to be my podcast outfit. Okay. We're okay. out here. Yeah, I think it's going to be it. It looks Until the summer. Then I'm going linens on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, little yachty. Anyways. Kayla Mata. What's up? Thank so, you for coming. Thank let's, you. Uh, give yourself an introduction, like. What's good? Um, my name is Kayla Mata. I work for Collective 1806. I am a New York brand ambassador. Uh, Collective is a on-trade um, bartender program that focuses on cocktail culture and education. Um, focusing on the Remy Quantra portfolio. Uh, it's a hell of a hell of a time. Um, it's fun working with so many different brands. Uh, I have seven in my portfolio. Name them. Drop them. We got that Remy. We got that Cointreau. We got that Mount Gay Rome. We got that Botanist Gin. We got that Brick Laddie. Westland American Singamal. And, of course, Metaxa 12 Stars, of course. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, how did you... Well, what was the journey, like, from... From Collective to... Well, from... Yeah, from you're from... Yeah, like, you're from, from Southern California, right? So yeah. what made you come to New York, and what was your transition from Southern California to here, and how did you take off into, like, the brand ambassador world? So I moved here from Southern California about four and a half years ago. Um, you know, I wanted to learn um, more about cocktails. Uh, why not come to New York City, where it was a huge hub for us in the States? Were you bartending in California before? I was, okay. yeah. So for about five years prior, six years prior. Okay. Um, yeah, so it was it was fun. I was just got into the cocktail world after bartending at a, a club. Um, and not and, fine? Clubs are lit? No, it's so <laughs> tight. And uh, it was kind of like an all-around Thing. I was like a karaoke night on Monday, bartended a Wednesday night, and it was a band night, which was fucking lit. That sounds great. And uh, and then you know, were you be making love on by Wednesday? 
Yo. Not Thursday, Friday. <laughs> Did you chill up by Sunday? Fun fact, I thought I was going to marry Craig David when I was, like, in high school. I was like, I'm going to go to London and find him and marry him. Ricky, let it go. Still a possibility. He's single. I Googled it. Anyways, moving on. So you moved to New York? Yeah, I moved to New York. Um, not with a solid job or anything, but uh, two weeks after that, I got a call from Gilbert Marquez, who is now the global ambassador for Illegal Mezcal. And uh, our mentor is actually the same person in Southern California. Oh. Called me and was like, girl, I know you don't got any friends. <laughs> you better get your ass over to this loft in Tribeca. Yikes. The whole ether. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was right. I had nobody. <laughs> You're like, where's the line, my guy? I have no fucking friend. <laughs> he was right. But uh, I got introduced to the uh, owner of Illegal, and Mr. John Rexer. It's a wonderful human. Um, and after that, it was that was it. I started working from Illegal, uh, for Illegal right away. Um after that, I mean, you well, know, you're working with them for full full time, right? I was their bartender for a good six months, and then they were like, "Hey, do you want to become a brand ambassador?" And I was like, "What the fuck's a brand ambassador?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> fast forward, you know, four years later, I'm a brand ambassador for uh, Remy Quantro, so it's kind of funny <laughs> how that worked out. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean, that was kind of the beginning of my New York. Uh, experience nice um, um i think the next question for us is like we know that your predecessor was a male figure it's fine but like what challenges have you encountered after taking his role like sure like if, if there was any fem- female to male um yeah, issues like what, basically what are the issues of like them seeing him and then him going away and then you're coming in and be like, this is me now. Like, this is his thing and now it's me. And to clarify, this is with Fermi Quantro. So yeah, there, was a, there was a male ambassador who before, before who had Kayla's position. And, and then Kayla... Yeah. yeah. You know, honestly, it's, it's not so much um, that I found it was different for me being a female and him being a male. It was more being perceived as a younger... Like an ageist, like ageist, but like the age difference wasn't. The age difference didn't match up to them that okay. I could be in this position at at my age. Uh, mind you, I'm in, I'm in my thirties now, okay. yeah. <laughs> so it's. I think people perceive me as a younger age than I am, Which and is I great. think. Good for you, I'm, yo, girl. That Mexican jeans, feel me. Still got it. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I honestly, I think that was my biggest challenge. Was you know. It wasn't about male, female. It was about age. Age difference. Honestly. So uh, they thought that, you know, somebody at a younger age wouldn't know what the hell a a single malt is, you know, or couldn't tell you about double distillations or 
you know, how how to make a proper friggin' sidecar. What? (laughs) Something as simple as that. Like, you know, it's... Which is crazy. It was just a crazy mis. Was it just a crazy misception? Because you for for you to be able to for you to be able to represent seven different brands, um, all encompassing within your um position. You don't you don't just get that position. You have to you have to have. And I think Uh, it made me work very hard. I mean, I I came from a you know I came from agave, so I knew I I know agave inside and out mm-hmm. you know gin scotch everything else was it i knew it yeah. because yeah. you know i worked all... for amazing bars that allowed me to grow my knowledge yeah. shout out to blacktail but you know like they black blacktail and dead rabbit allowed you to grow your knowledge in each each category mm-hmm. um with that i it was just a natural progression into remy Quantro because it allowed me to use that knowledge, um, and continue. Yeah, and continue to grow. I mean, what was the beginning steps of of that? What was because it goes from like from being a brand ambassador and someone I was a brand ambassador, but like for one, you know, spirit, and I had multiple expressions in one spirit. But you have multiple spirits and multiple expressions, expressions in those Jesus. spirits. Like yes. I just came back from Barbados and going to the Mount Gay Distillery. And being like, oh shit! There's like so many different thinking, ones. There's like ten, and you just I'm like in my mind, I'm, I'm like, oh my god, Kayla has to talk about every single one of these, Absolutely. and it's just one of the spirits within that. So like, what was your preparation like for before flashcards? Like, flashcards. Flashcards. <laughs> like bad. I'm a big flashcards person. I'm the sa- I learned the same way. Yeah, I gotta, just, I gotta read it. Yeah. I gotta write it. I gotta say it aloud. Memorize That's it. That's it. Memorize this shit. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not that kind of person where you, I like it will. I'll hear it and and repeat it. I need to see it. Yeah, I need write to it. read it, write it, see it. Yeah, I mean, it's the way I learned any of my cocktails. It's the way I know my classics. It's the way I know how to build a seventeen, you know, cocktail, a seventeen item cocktail. Yeah, yeah. Ingredient. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So I think moving on to a more personal question removed from the industry but still in the industry is you were in a relationship prior to where you are now that was more of a identity thing you and this person were identified as kind of like a team in this relationship an agave team an agave team and uh when it ended how did you deal with that like how did you get through well, the fact of being a team and then kind of splitting and everyone in the industry being so small as it is knowing, you know, I split up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually it wasn't, it wasn't so much, uh, I mean, we were, we were very much so an agave mm-hmm. team, uh, though working for two completely different, um, portfolios, but, uh, you know, it was, it was fun, you know, during that time of, being able to go on menus in other parts of the nation, but not really like having to do any work. It was just like, they knew we were together and it's like, Oh, these two spirits work well together. Let's put you on a menu. Um, (laughs) Shout out Miami. Um, But yeah, I mean, splitting up was, um, and us both knowing a lot of people in the industry. Sure. Like, you know, everyone's like, Oh my God. 
are you okay? Like, yeah, you know, and everyone wants to fucking know everything. Everyone wants to know everything. Everyone thinks they know everything. Actually, fine. Yeah, everyone (laughs) thinks they know everything. And it's just, I think what was, was what I would, what I'm interested in knowing is that you were both brand ambassadors and you um, were both a part of this, like, yeah, like Ricky mentioned, like a national team or a partnership. And you were viewed in this, in this microscope mm-hmm. that unfortunately, you know, you were not given a lot of personal space, yeah, even, in, even yeah. such a public and even in such a public thing. So knowing that you're kind of like under a microscope, I think there are other um, industry couples or people who feel the pressure of maintaining a persona of togetherness and like what would your advice be for someone who maybe wants to detach from that team but feels the pressure of the industry being like oh i don't i don't i don't want to break up with this person because everyone's going to be in my fucking business and everyone's going to know and it's going to be a thing and then it's going to have to then have to what do you have to do a psa and explain like it's like event i go to someone's going to be like what happened you have to explain it to me, I think that you just stick by your morals. My morals were you don't fight in public. Mm-hmm. Um, you save that shit for home. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if we, I mean, you know, me and my ex might have had a few issues here and there. And um, I would have to kindly remind him, let's chat at home. Do it later. Let's do it later. Let's do it in the morning. Do whatever, whenever we need to. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as like, when we did actually break up, we, it sounded like we had to make an announcement. I, I feel like after that, it's, it, it's like to that, to me, that's too center focused. You really got a big fucking head after that, (laughs) you know, like no one, no one needs that big of a head and you know, it's not Bradgelina. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, Yeah, it's, it's, we just make cocktails, guys. It's not that fucking serious. It's not that serious. (laughs) No, you know, sometimes in this industry, kind of, people kind of, they pick, they pick at you. They make it, they want to know. They want to know, like, yeah. Or I've always gotten the people that I know already know, when I see them out, they're like, Oh, how so and so, and like you know in your head, you're like, you broke up. Don't act brand new. Don't like you know that's up. my you know that's my sh- that's one of my biggest peeves. Do like, not I'm act so brand sorry. new. I'm like, bruh, don't you act know. brand new. Right? Stop. It's always like a tactic, also for men that are like scheming. Oh, how so and so, and you look at them like, motherfucker, you know that we're not scheming, yeah. or like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, and they hug you, and you're like. Don't touch it. Don't do it. <laughs> You're just doing this because you know. Absolutely. You already Absolutely. know. Because I literally oh. saw your eyebrow go from low to high in so <laughs> like such a fast time that I'm like, that was so fake. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. The low yeah. to high. You, but you know like, what? I'm looking at this shit and it's low to high. Like your shit's like what? <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, you knew. You know it. <laughs> don't burn. Don't think it's. Don't give me the eyebrow dramatics for no reason. You fucking knew. Yeah. And yeah, I think a really big part of, you know, and it's some of us knowing that we were together or whatever, mm-hmm. is, is the breakup. It's it's knowing that we ended on good terms, mm-hmm. and knowing that we are can be out together, or you know, 
see each other at events and be totally fine, text each other for random things and be totally, completely normal as if we were friends forever. I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think um, like a, a token of advice for people, because I was briefly in a, in a very like industry like focused relationship, is that mm-hmm. like you don't give a fuck about me. So don't ask me like about my partner or don't ask, don't, don't bring it up. If, if you were a friend of mine and if this was something I felt I needed to talk to you about, I would talk to you about it. So just ask me how I'm doing. Like, don't yeah. ask me You're how my partner's right. doing. Yeah, don't ask me more. how this, like, don't, don't, don't attach me as if we're like a, a BOGO. Like yeah. we're now. <laughs> I wouldn't get one. Oh here. shit! She just did that. She just this did a bogo. Fucking what? TJ Maxx. I think that's a Payless. A Payless. <laughs> also, RIP Payless. closing down. There's the <laughs> one on on uh, Fresh Pond. Not for too All much right. longer. Yeah. Really yeah. She just did a bogo. Yo, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> Just ask, don't ask me, like, don't, don't, don't touch me. Don't be like, how are you doing? Like, Bruh, just my, be like, uh, what's up? Just be normal. Yeah. Talk to me like a normal person. And I will chime in on that saying that, like, when I moved to New York, I was brand new in this industry, and my ex was somebody that who brought me into this industry, and I only know people because of him, and I acknowledge that, and I will never not thank him for that. However, I'm going to come with another hot take like around the other side of this oh, whole shit. thing and say that if your relationship in this industry ended on not good terms, um, it is okay to still do what you're doing before and keep prospering and keep doing what you're doing. Absolutely. And if you do see this person and you're not on good terms, it will get better. Absolutely. I've had to deal with it more than once and it's yeah. fine. It's like, We'll arrange each other, and it's like we cannot avoid each other, and it's fine. It's like whatever. However, like squat up, squat the fuck up. And yeah, be just make, be a, like Let's a just huge be part adults of, here. No. Like we may not have ended on the best terms, and we may have wanted to. The intention was to end on good terms. However, it didn't end that way, and we have to both deal with the fact that it didn't, and that's fine. You know, yeah. I'm not. I, there's no way, especially in New York. New York's a giant city. We have one of the biggest industries. However, it is so small. And I'm going to see you. I'm going to see your friends. And it's going to oh, happen. Oh, and absolutely. it's fine. Yeah. But especially for me, like, it was a very public thing. And it, like... All I'm saying is this. I think that a lot of the discomfort comes from other pe- the other people. And boundaries are something that you create and well also it's it's a persona that people like pair you guys together yeah so it, it, it's like so is that it's, it's crazy. like crazy crazy it's like oh there couldn't be uh, you know uh hey give me a fake name <laughs> without, uh, <laughs> without geronimo with, uh, without <laughs> without akela you know no, and it was it's, the r's before calm down <laughs> <laughs> but you know what you know what i mean and it that's that's a part that's like guys we're our separate people as well and Mm -hmm. uh you know i i encourage us to be separate people i encourage us to build each other together yeah but i however however you know we're we're all separate and also get a fucking grip (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. People, like, people get all, people get real involved. People get really involved. Not get a grip, yo. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yo, because... did you hear so and so did this last yeah, week? Like, you know, like Bruh, I don't actually care. I yeah. have more Ooh. respect for the gossip. And if what they if they're like an esquire of in the industry? Like, I would. Are we not trying to be that? No. Or... <laughs> <laughs> what if they were I'm like in saying, an open relationship saying, or what if they were doing this I'm you don't know saying, anyone's relationship saying. what if it was reginald and fucking jarkisha oh no <laughs> throw back to episode oh. one <laughs> um <laughs> but let's I'm leave just, that alone um all i'm saying is the fact that you you cannot like separate entities and it, it shows that you never actually cared about the individuals in the team in the togetherness there was like you never actually took the time to get to know the individuals within that partnership. And it shows when they don't know how to act when you break up. They're like a fucking scrambled egg. They don't like, <laughs> right. what do I choose? Which well, one? What kind you of know scrambled what? egg, Taylor? And, and that's... Soft scramble. <laughs> a well, soft I'm, scramble. I'm a little over the, easy you myself. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but, you know, but, I just... But, you know, that, that goes to show, though, that, you know, my ex has... His den, what do you call it? Home base. His home base. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and uh, and you know, as as do I, maybe. Same same. Um, I'm not gonna go. But I, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna show up to his home base. Though all of those people will welcome me with open arms, mm-hmm. and I have seen them. I've been there. They welcome me with open arms. But you know, just the other day. You know, he walks into my beautiful boyfriend, um, <laughs> who is the beverage director of this bar, and then my best friend is also the server. He walks up, everyone op- like welcomes him, gives him a big hug, and says hello. Yeah. You know, and that's just that's how it is. That's how you end on a very good term, mm-hmm. and that's how you guys know that hey, it wasn't it wasn't meant to be. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, like, it's okay to, in certain situations, if you guys do end on good terms, like, and there's a, like, healthy, you know, line of communication, to discuss these things together. I'm not saying, like, if you do not have that line of communication, like, use your support system, use your friends and your family to be there for you and to support you. But if you did, like amicably end a relationship you guys should both probably especially if you're both in the industry like talk about how, how to strategize for exactly things. like because me and my ex yeah ended yeah, and we realized that we were just better as friends and we probably shouldn't have dated from to the begin with and we would hit each other up and he'd be like do you know someone is in chicago like a year later talking about that we're still together like how can we um better promote ourselves as friends if people in chicago <sighs> think we're still dating a year later like and and create a strategy with that i think person. you have to create a strategy doesn't just be like when people ask you that be like we're not together anymore we're still cool that's the only strategy there is you can't promote it as such no i'm saying if you have a if you have like me and my ex had a great like line of communication because we realized that we shouldn't be together but we're just really good but friends. then when if people ask not- just say we're not together but it's cool because we're still friends. I don't yeah. think you have to do the extra work to promote that part. No, we weren't know? promoting it. We were just trying to figure out why you later people thought. Can you stop cracking Sorry. 
Like you're about to play dodgeball? Listen. First of all, dodgeball is with your feet, isn't it? You kick it. No, that's kickball. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> However, oh, yeah, it's just something I do. I'm oh, yeah, sorry. I will sound doing it. the throwing of the ball, not the kicking of the ball. I got Good it. job, Kayla. Well, Good you job. don't crack your knuckles before a dodgeball. What? Yo, what? I didn't have flashcards for that shit, so. <laughs> <laughs> no one gave me those flashcards. Um, no, it shouldn't be that hard to, like, wish the best for somebody that you... No, like, absolutely. If, if it ended... Decently and on yeah, reasonably good terms. Exactly. Like, if let's, did, that's that's like, the kicker. Yeah. Good job with the oh, jokes. The oh, the kicker. Oh, oh, oh. You're she out here. <laughs> y'all, y'all are both. Get out the way. Welcome back, guys. Cheers. We have our martinis. So, I have an email submission here for Between the Sheets um, from Izakaya. That's a fake name. Um, it is titled, Kill Me. I have not read this email previously, so let's all brace ourselves together. <laughs> uh, I'm having flashbacks to reading out loud in sixth grade, so excuse any grammatical or reading whatever blame it on isakaya blame it on me blame being it fucking on anxious bitch and having <laughs> and having flashbacks to sixth grade anyway though okay so <clears throat> you good uh-huh. all right uh, i doubt it all right Got you here we go this starts I used to work in a bar lounge place in Midtown. This group of semi-regulars came in on a Friday or Saturday night. We were really busy. There were a couple of gay dudes and some girls, and they were hanging in the back corner of the bar area drinking martinis and whatever else. They stayed for a couple of hours, but towards the end of the night, like 2 or 3 a.m., most of them had left, and just one of the dudes and a girl were left. The bar had died down, but was totally empty, so I was trying to keep busy by cleaning and talking to people at the bar. After a little time, I looked at the back bar of the corner, back bar of the corner, and noticed the guy had moved, and he was now standing up facing away from the girl who was seated on one of our lounge chairs. He was sort of twisting back and forth a little, almost like he was lazily dancing to music, except, <laughs> except that... He wasn't at all doing that. That was a weird sentence. Anyways, back then we had mirrors covering most of the walls. And there was unfortunately, in parentheses, one right behind them. In it, I could clearly see her face deep in his ass. (laughs) Deep in his ass. His pants were strategically pulled down in the back. And she was going to town. Face, fingers, and all in this man's butt. She was just dot 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 full on eating his ass in the corner of my bar on a Saturday night. Y'all, I did not read this email before. <laughs> I am reading this for the first time ever and I'm worried about it. Okay. Butt munching. Uh, on a Saturday night. On a Saturday in night. Midtown. All right. Sounds about right. I had a lot of questions that would come to me later in my life and still to this day. 
Why was this woman eating her gay man friend's ass? Why at the bar? Why my bar? <laughs> How does that conversation arise? Did she ask first or did he her? Why was I... Why... Well, hold on. Why was I in this hell with them? <laughs> the first question yeah, I had to answer, though, was what to do. And there was no way on earth, this earth, that I was going to be the one to go near them. I grabbed my bar back. <laughs> and pointed... Mm, and pointed... Shout out to my bar back. And pointed out what was happening. He went over, told them they couldn't be doing that here, and they were so drunk they had the nerve to try and argue that they weren't doing anything. I never saw them again. And that's the story of the most beautiful, special night of my life. <laughs> Thank you, Izakaya. That was great. Shout out, Izakaya. Holy shit. First of all, okay, first of all, there are a couple of things that we have to discuss. Okay. All right. Duh, the <laughs> He, I mean, how does one, how does this conversation arise? Was he always like, I'm always the one eating ass and no one eats my ass. I'm just sick of it. Always or a bridesmaid, never she, a bride. Or <laughs> she wants to know. She's like, am I doing this right? Right? But like. He was just like, yo, bitch, I got a wax today. You want to get up in this? Or also, what? okay, let's, let's, just, let's just talk about you the wanna, ass you want You want to see how smooth this shit is? Like, it was 2 or 3 a.m. They had many martinis. Took that fleet. That ass was not fresh. <laughs> to be, It wasn't ripe for the picking. All no, right. but if you, you... When you're... So, what I have heard. When you're a gay man, you're preparing to have sex. You take this thing called fleet that clears you out. So, this shit clears he your whole butt out. for his for his... Like, we don't know that straight friend. But he may have had a date that didn't go right. He really wanted that ass ate. And, and he took some fleet earlier. But like to do that, and then with the but what's so great about that story is that there were the mirrors, so she couldn't even fake the funk. Literally, like I, she I wonder see how long it went front, on. But I see that ass in the back. I wonder how long it went on to where she was like, wait, that. I mean, how long would you on? let it go on as a bartender? She turned that martini dirty. Yo, martinis. Hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, how, how long would you let it go as bartenders seeing that? Like, I have what a would strict you do? dick out, kick out policy. <laughs> but his dick was out, his ass was out. Right, yeah, that's an uh, interesting gray area. But I'll let some, like, <laughs> interesting some, gray area. Uh, <laughs> an interesting brownish gray area. Oh, no, um, not brown. I, I'll let some, like, under Brandon. the table fiddling go on for a Some minute. Fiddlesticks. Fiddlesticks. <laughs> but if, if, yeah, like, like I said, it's a clear cut dick out, kick out policy. Sure. I appreciate that. Yeah. I love that. It's just funny as fuck. Dick out, kick out. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Heard. Okay. So I would probably allow it to go on for a minute. I mean, imagine. <laughs> I would call everyone over. I would Im imagine. I would have. If it takes more than a minute, you're eating ass wrong. Oh. Weird flex. Weird flex. Weird flex, but okay. A minute, like. Great flex, but okay. <laughs> I mean. Moving on. Depends on what kind of bar I work at. I mean, I've worked at. But the thing is, this, you know, bar 107 in like, okay, downtown listen, LA. My thing is this. If you don't have, <laughs> like. Some shit. 
six inches. Like, you know how, like, in a bar stool, there's, like, that little ledge to put your foot, like, a little higher? Like, Taylor. If you don't, if the foot isn't up. Where are we going? And you're just, both legs are straight okay. on the ground. You know how okay. hard it is to eat ass no. vertically? It's heavy. It is the hardest thing to do. Taylor. A vertical. Do we have to go into the logistics? Why is this session that <laughs> why it's are between we, the sheets? Why? This is what we're talking about. I know. It's so much work that I'd almost give her more than a minute because I no, wanna... it's unsanitary. Yo, also, it's about what what's comfortable for the. Bar. She's got butt cup. After that, she's go drinking. She's home. drinking from the cup. Is she putting her shit? Are you kidding me? <laughs> butt cup. Butt cup is <laughs> <laughs> now she's got butt cup. You throw a whole glass away. When it comes back to the bar, you tell your about yo, put that in the trash. Put it, put Take it right it in the trash. No. <laughs> throw that shit away. Go away. Throw it away. <laughs> Butt cup ass I'm... bitch. Out of here. <laughs> I just think it's insane. She spilled that... those Goyos. Goyos. Yeah, the Goyos not those kind of Goyos. Spilled. The growth. That, he oh ate burrito God. that earlier that day and then the Goyos no, was spilled. We're not doing no. that. We're not going down that path. <laughs> It's in a thing. It's a between the sheets. She got goyed. <laughs> she got goyed. She, she got ate go- them goyas. <laughs> no, that was goyas. Goyas home. Goyas. Goyas home. I just think it's crazy that also like shout out to her bar back. Um for <laughs> she was like it's like it's not like a broken glass. She's like yeah, you got you got a yeah. key. Like, no, we don't got a broken glass, we got a broken ass. And I spilled martini all over my fucking jeans. So, yikes. Like, yikes. Yikes. Don't absorb, rub it in, rub it in. Don't rub it in. <laughs> It's basically alcohol. I'm not, it's fine. Um, I just think it's crazy that the audacity. It's one thing Shout to just the audacity. The audacity. <laughs> to to just to just it, I almost that's why I'm saying there's some acts where I almost give them a couple of more seconds because no, I'm so astu- what what acts? Listen, it wasn't like listen. <laughs> That is truly like some Olympic piece of shit bar mm. guest fucking Taylor, I feel like you might be the only one. No, I'm not the only one. If you're eating ass <laughs> for your gay friend and you're a straight woman. Do this at home. I get it, but what I'm saying is this is what happened. Yo, go ass home. Go I would have I wouldn't have I wouldn't have put that on the bar back. I would have like Put that on the manager, the GM, who was like downstairs in the office. Like I would have been like, "Yo, you gotta fucking handle this. This is Can not. This on. is above my pay grade. This is above my pay grade." And um, I would have tipped that bar back that night. Like, oh, no. I mean, have you not caught somebody having sex in your bar before? Yeah, yeah. And then you, you're out of you, there. You gotta you tell go your ass home. <laughs> you you go your ass home. You Usually, got, there's you a security to. guard who could be like, "Yo, what the fuck are you doing?" I mean, Ricky, me and Ricky were at a bar. Yo, where... Oh my god. This girl looked like Ursula. She oh was my. fucking. She, her tentacles were the everywhere. Out of Sebastian over here in the corner, <laughs> and they fucking flashed a flashlight in her face so fast, but she was like, <gasps> she was like pickle back. She took that pickle back, and then that she was pickle like, back, <laughs> and outside, 
she was on this dude in ecstasy, yeah. like eyes rolling back, and all of a sudden she looks up and there's flashlights in her face, and I'm like, yo. This was at the end of the bar in the meatpacking district, like right by the front door. Point. Point. Hello. The fuck. Go home. The moral of the story is, you gotta go home. You gotta go. And gotta and I've been there too. Like home. No, I've never been. No, there. no. I'm, I'm saying no, 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 no. I haven't been there. I'm saying I've been to a point where I'm make kind of like kissing someone on and making out with them. I will fuck that, someone like, in the bathroom. Okay. Right. But I'm not gonna do it at the bar. No, I'm saying I'm saying when when it's about to get ready to go home because things are getting heated up. You're like making out. You kind of like start feeling on each other. It's like it's time to go home. Like we just realized, like oh, we gotta get out of here. Like it's time. You want to know yeah, when I get shady about that? Taxi drivers. My thing is my my Thank only thing is if you have to do it, if you're so desperate to do it at the bar, that means in my brain you're that cheating. you're cheating. Yeah, you're cheating. You're cheating, and this happened to me before. At the bar, I worked at a bar in Midtown as a cocktail server. I wasn't even a bartender at this bar because the cocktail servers made more. However, I was serving these people who came in at least once a week. I was like a very tucked away rooftop bar in Midtown by Grand Central, middle of the summer. They're sitting by the fireplace in the summer. Weird, weird flex, but okay. They're sitting there. They're all over each other, and everyone's like, just leave them alone. This is what they do every time. I was new. So, like, okay, you serve them their wine, you walk away, and when the last is empty, you go back over. Because the whole time they have their faces are on each other. So this happens uh, maybe for the fourth time to me as a server. I see this guy come in. this like big Latino man, like very attractive, like super muscly, holding like the cutest toddler in his arms. And he's like, hey, I'm not here to drink. I don't have a toddler with me. I'm just looking for my wife. And I was like, what? And he's like, I know she's here. Someone yeah. told me she's here. So I'm like, you can feel free to look around. And I left. I went to my manager. I'm like, yo, this is happening. He's like, I know who this is. Damn, you hit him like, like a retailer. Like, you can feel feel free to look around. But <laughs> yo, because I didn't know what to <laughs> say. Like, he went that Urban Outfitters. He came, deadass, I felt like that. He came off the elevator because the elevator was right in the middle of the bar. Like With his you, to- with their toddler. Yeah, with the, the toddler. Like, beautiful. Beautiful man, beautiful toddler. And I was just like, she don't fuck up. Yeah, I was like, bruh, I don't know what to say because I didn't, I, I didn't put two and two together either. I didn't think that like maybe this this woman that was over here with this guy was his <sighs> wife. However, I just didn't know what to say because I'm like, I'm not gonna tell you to leave, but I ain't gonna tell you to stay. Yeah, I'm like this place. The way this place was set up was so weird that I was like, if you come off the elevator, the host is like all the way over here. You wouldn't know that he happened to see me, and I was just like. Uh, yeah, if you're looking for someone, just look for them. Like, it wasn't, like, a look-around thing. It was like, I don't really know the host is there. But if you're looking for someone, then by all means, look for them. So I walk outside, we have a rooftop. I come back in, and I see this guy with his toddler in his arm going off on this, like, Beautiful man, short, beautiful toddler. Beautiful man, beautiful man. I see him yeah. going off on this, like... If someone was like, yo, hold my kid, I'd be like... No, up, he I'd didn't even... But this guy, was, this, like, guy, uh-huh. this guy was at the rock. Uh-huh. He didn't even need someone to hold his toddler. He had this toddler, like, in one arm, tucked the fuck up, and the other arm going off on this, like, short financial dude who was a, fuck, looked horrible. And his wife is standing there, like, grabbing her purse and gathering her things, and I'm like, this shit is about to go down. Mm. So I see this dude that she Not was with... Roof. I see the dude that she was with signing his check and he fucking gets an elevator and bounces because he was getting his ass served. He better tip 20% on that shit. No, Taylor, do you know that it was one of those tips from Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> he tipped us $1,000. Whoa. On two glasses of wine. Oh. This man knew. 
that his ass was about to fucking get killed. Yeah. He's take all my money. Right. I don't need it anymore. I'm about to die. <laughs> I'm about to actually and just die right now. basically he's writing you a piece of his will. <laughs> in the I'd fucking zip line. One thousand dollars of my Yo, past that fortune. will Yo. better be a, worth a lot more than this, that shit. This cause... guy, this guy, dead ass, was like, "My life is about to end right now." Yeah, sure. Have we tell you that the guy that she was with was literally half the man in almost every way. <laughs> you could tell the guy that came in was like probably born and raised uptown, like came from nothing, built himself and up. And you know what? That may be dude, that may be for a, some very people. Very attractive with his daughter, nails cared about buffed. his kid, nails but buffed. Yo, and then your wife is over people. here with this weird midtown dude. Yo, it, midtown fuck? people might be for some people. But the thing mm-hmm. is, I felt there's so bad for him because to, you could, tell that, you could tell that he could probably get is. any girl. This dude could probably get any girl he wanted. Yeah. But I was out here chasing his wife, who's over here with these stingy-ass, weird midtown dudes. Mm-hmm. Came with their kids. So you know he was watching her a picture from school all day. It was a girl? It was a little girl. It was a little girl. <laughs> and on Okay, so... This has been something that I've been wanting to shout out for a while. So shout out to Honorary Club. Yes. Um, it's on a one seventy three Irving Avenue. Um, right next to Carmelo's. If you go there, if you're a yeah. Bushwick kid, it's right over there. It's a Chicago style bar, um, owned by Greg Diamond and Diana Nicole. Really, 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 really dear friends of mine. I worked with. Uh, Greg Diamond for years at um, Extra Fancy Ding Ding, um, where I met Ding 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 Ding, um, where I got to meet Diana and they got a dog named Boner, who I feel is like the third partner. He is a silent partner, but um, their dog is definitely a partner. Um, but the bar is incredible, and I'm really proud of them, and they put so much work and and efforts into being present as owners. Um, and representing the bar, Orlando and I just went the other night, and we had fucking Chicago-style dogs. I've never had a Chicago-style dog before, and that shit. I never but... ate there, but I do love that bar. Yo, I love the vibes of it. You walk in, and it feels great. It's a $5 fucking Chicago-style dog bar. I mean, Chicago-style dog that will keep you full till the next day. Like, it has so much shit on it, and it's dope. And they do, like, beer and shot specials, and it's definitely reminiscent of, like, extra fancy and a lot of extracting a lot of the good out of it and um they do like malort which i was like i don't know i wasn't that bad i, I had, never had it before so we yeah, can but if maybe you had, like, put a that on the podcast I've, maybe next time we talk i can tell you about malort um i think as like i, I drink a lot of amaros and like i'm used to bitter shit so i was like oh okay i could see how this would be is it like um the blog the uh for netface no it's not for my face. It's like, it's like, Genevieve. Wormwood. Genevieve's good though. Yeah, it's like it's definitely just it's just really bitter and so when you take a shot, it's like oh, okay, that's fine. But then like it when it settles into your taste buds, it's definitely like really Whoa. bitter and intense. Whoa, are you okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's really great, and I just want to shout them out because, um. I'm really, really proud of them, and I think that they're gonna do great things. No, I've been there twice, and I, I think it's great too. I, it's definitely a bar that, for me, someone that works, especially like I work party brunches on Saturday, 
it's a chill place to go on a Saturday night after I work a party brunch to like be around industry and just have like a shot and a beer and hang out with people that are familiar to me and it's near close to home. Um, but not like any other bar over there. It's still different in the, in the way that like you see the same people, but the bar itself is different from the bars that are nearby. Yeah. 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 They're great. Um, for you. So my announcement, well, not really announcement, but like, I'm just going to re-elaborate on last week. We have another TK and Soul Gems coming on this Sunday, the 10th at Pouring Ribbons. Um, it's another New York one. They've been traveling a lot, so this one's going to be a big deal. Uh, and from that, I mean, I went to the one in D.C. and it was great. The ones in D.C. are always very lit. This one's going to be probably more lit because it's New York, so everyone is here. Uh, I suggest you go. All the locals. It's going to be awesome. The locals. They're going to have some dumplings from Mimi Chang's. They're going to have... Yeah, BQ um, serving. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be great. It's going to be really fun uh, this Sunday night. And then I wanted to also shout out Brooke Toscano, who is now a partner in Pouring Ribbons, where the next Tika Soldiers will be, uh, and also the GM there. I just want to congratulate her. That's amazing, babe. Congratulations. Uh, we look up to you. We love you. We think you're incredible. Uh, you're a fucking kick-ass bartender and boss babe and we love you and we congratulate you and we cannot wait to see you at Tiki and Soydrums this Sunday and everyone should go visit her regardless because Purring Urban is a fucking force. Their menu is also awesome. Shout out to Joaquin. All the time. Yes, Joaquin too. Uh, we love you guys. I think we're ready for our last word. All right. Taylor Ray, would you like to go first? Yes. My last word is... For the men, the men in this industry, and I think that like since um, you know when you get booed up and like you don't go to as many like industry things, and so I'm trying to like reintegrate myself in a really safe way where I'm not like drinking too much and you know being really like cognizant of of the space and people that I'm gracing my you know attention to and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, for the people who um, over-embrace, the people who think it's okay to touch and hug and embrace me in ways that I don't feel comfortable. E-hole. Stop lingering. Stop embracing for too long. Stop squeezing me. Stop with the, intima- like the intimacy of these nonverbal cues. Like, the only person that... I feel comfortable with um, not speaking to me, but touching me in the ways I have been touched as my boyfriend in the sense of he can rub my thigh, he can touch my arm, and or, or friends too, mm-hmm. like really close friends um, who are just embracing the nonverbal um, em- emotion of love yeah. through connection. Like I can be in a space and just like take like Ricky and like like kind of mm-hmm. side hug her or like touch her arm and she knows that's my nonverbal way of expressing my affection and love towards her and that's received and respected. If we've never had that channel that that's been open on both ends, like stop doing it. Um I'm not like your fucking tickle me elmo. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like I'm not like I'm not going to respond no, in a not, way yeah. when you touch me that I'm going to be like, eh, 
And I know that for a lot of... <laughs> I might do that, but it's going to be evil. I mean, you might be dressed... <laughs> like if I do it too much, you might want to back the fuck up. <laughs> you, hear, you hear that laugh like... Like, you just... It just... You have I to... see it. You, you really, really Mm-mm. need to you get stop. It back. You have to stop. I don't care if you think we're cool, if you think that we're friends, if you think if if you think that, that there's any chance that your cues are accepted, they're not. Stop pretending to respect me and use our hellos and goodbyes as platforms for your creepy, like inappropriate agenda. It's not okay. If I say hello to you, if I extend an embrace, then you can follow suit. However, this is not a green light to obstruct the social norms of personal space. Yeah. Like, if Mm -hmm. I give you and I allow a hug for us to say hello, that's not for you to, like, squeeze me into you. Give me a mammogram. If you extend, and this is just, like, me. I'm creating, again, like, I'm bringing up boundaries again. Like, I create my own boundaries. Boundaries are something that you own, not for others to like abide by, but that once your boundaries are breached you and then you've expressed them, it's up to you to do something about them. Mm-hmm. And they're your own. Boundaries Absolutely. are owned boundaries by are you. Very important. Boundaries yeah. are owned by you. They're not they're not owned by anyone else. So if you are hugging me for too long, and this is like my advice to women or men for anyone who's ever made you feel uncomfortable, if your boundaries are breached and you feel like that way, you have to say you have to push someone off of you and say like let go of me like this is stop holding me for this long. Just like sometimes say it's something. hard though no, to do but that. You know what? Like, it's a it's, simple. It's a simple shrug. Get off. Yeah. Get off. Like, I mean, I'm not your, gonna your say shrug, your shrug says. You can. Get off. I will no, your say shrug, though. Your shrug doesn't say enough sometimes. I will say we though need, sometimes we like, need to start saying like I and I'm. I swear to fucking god like. And I said this the other day. From now on, and I'm not on some fucking like crusade, but I swear to fucking God, if you touch me in a way that you know is inappropriate, you will get called out immediately. And I'm not going to say that I'm going to like put you on a megaphone. What I will say is stop, let go of me, let go of me. Like sometimes I'm just embraced for too long. And it's like it hasn't seen like. you know, I don't know. That's that's a hard that's a hard if, if it's a it's, hard if, but, line for me. Let me say one thing. I hug, this, I, when I hug you, dang, yeah, I hug you, and I'm like, but that's you and you. That's, you. that's a girl. That's a me and, a and you, and not even girl and girl. Yo, it's just a friendship. Balake, I hadn't seen Balake. But I'm saying, I'm saying, <laughs> in like a moment, and I was like, ah, oh, no. I'm gonna like, bring up, I'm gonna bring up one DC know? thing though, because like this is, I met someone in DC last time I was there for the first time ever. People may think that I've only friendly. seen once. I've only met once. However, when I went to Tiki and Soul Gems this time, I was there. Right, I met this guy the last time I was there for the first time ever. Okay, I was does not. I'm gonna preface this by saying. What you're wearing does not have anything to do with how you feel about anyone or what you're looking for. Your back okay. Was beautiful, by the However, way. my whole back was out. I was wearing this. Yeah, you looked. High I spot. was wearing this was one like, piece thing real, that my entire back real. was out. This dude that okay. I met once came up to me, and I wasn't expecting a hug at all. My arms were by my side because I was just standing there. He grabbed me. I my arms were not embracing him. My arms were by my side. 
and he took the advantage, the opportunity to come up to me and hug me. This man is, I'm six feet tall. This man is way bigger than me. Literally scooped me up and was just feeling all over my back. Get the fuck off. And my arms were by my side because I didn't expect a hug from him. I didn't know he was coming towards me. Híjole. And I was just like, bruh, like, if I... That's a quick, that's a, that's a quick simple, in your ear. And I also never, I met him once prior. Once. Who are you? Who are you? Yeah, we met. We may be friends on Instagram now. We may be whatever. But he was on me. And I was just there. And I had no control. Because if my arms had been around him, I had more control. But they were by my side. And the way he hugged me, there was no way my arms could move. And I was just there. All I'm saying. So so I can see how people could misconstrue. Like, she didn't do anything. Yeah, because I couldn't. Yeah, and that couldn't do anything. I had no room to move, and, and I'm a big girl. I'm six feet tall, and that's why. The fuck? And like, that's why in some in some situations, when we are like physically overpowered, I think the our voice and I and I and this is something that you have to mentally prepare for because sometimes in the situation you freeze up and you kind of don't know what to do or you feel like I don't know how to react. I didn't know what to do. I, also, I, I mean, didn't know what to do. Yeah. I'm just gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna be ripping. through through the fucking like i'm ripping through shit right now like i am not i am not going to be touched inappropriately without you knowing that you are inappropriately touching me anymore mm-hmm. i am not going to do it because i've been doing it for so mm-hmm. fucking long mm-hmm. and i've gotten to a point y'all that i am not going to be touched like my hair is not going to be touched when you hug me, don't touch me, do not, do not press your pelvis. Do not <sighs> scoop under Bruh, me. That is so important. Do not so hug important. me and then scoop under me. I swear to fucking God, I will embarrass you in front of all your fucking friends. I'll embarrass you. And it's not going to be a fucking, I'm not going to scream it. I'm going to be calm because I have respect for my own peace. Mm-hmm. But... Does it does it mean that I won't breach the fucking like barriers of social <laughs> fucking acceptance of how we should communicate? If I'm allowing you to be in my space and give you like a quick like kiss on the cheek and a hug, like do not fuck with my personal space. You know exactly your agenda and you know exactly what you're doing and you think you're fucking slick. And you're not slick. And I'm going to tell you something right now. Like, I'm not with it. And from this moment forward, I just had this happen to me the other day. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It, it can happen to me again because it will. Yeah, it's going to happen again. Hundo P is going to happen again. However, it's I'm not going to follow suit the way that I did. I feel you. And I'm, yeah. not, and I'm not going to be about it. Oh. I cannot be about it. It's, it's those rare, little, it's, it's a it little, it's a weird, it's just a weird power absorbance. I'm allowing these nobodies and nothings. No fucking bodies. These nothings have over me in those yeah, small micro moments you know of just shitty? like hugging a kiss hello. Yeah. That they can fucking just do that. And do, just, yeah. ooh, it just, it just, I can't do it anymore. And I'm just going to push people or I'm just going to fucking like, you know if, what? If sucks? you if you if you thrust your hips onto mine when you hug sure. me and Absolutely. like tuck, do that weird under tuck. I swear to God, oh I'm my gonna. God, I mean, that I, under tuck could. Ugh. Yeah, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna push you. No one no one sees it. That's no, thing. no, no the one press. sees it, nope. but but you feel it. Yeah, and it mm. it sucks. It's not like something that you want to like. As women, we're internalized. We don't have don't, a fucking binga to push on. You like don't want to. You don't want to go and tell your boyfriend that you're standing next to this fucking dude just because it's gonna be a fight. It's gonna be a shit thing, on and you. You're just like you have to. You we it's like have you to think you have to like before. I know. It, it yeah exactly because it's gonna be a thing, and it's, be a fight. and it's, it's like be, you have to deal with it internally. Or physically tell them, like, this isn't okay. You don't, just have to hey, start. Yeah. Like, whispering your, don't fucking do that to me ever. Fucking I again. literally. Yeah, you know, like, it's it's one of those things. You gotta you gotta be a little fucking. And that's what I'm gonna do now. Because it's happened to me so many times. It's so do passive. It. You're and lucky I'm... that he don't know that you're doing this right now. You're lucky. Yeah. You're lucky. Because don't happen again. They don't mm-hmm. want it. I mean, I tell and, them, and even I'm not if it's the not, one, even if even if your man isn't there, it's not okay. It's not even if you don't have a man. It's not no, even if even if even if exactly, if, exactly even if of it all. man, woman, whatever whatever it is, even if you don't have a significant other, whether they're not there, they're there or not, it's not okay. It's no, not okay. Even right. the slight like hand over the shoulder or like scratching of the back or touching of the hair today in between today oh, lower or back do not yesterday, touch my sorry. lower back my yesterday guy. yesterday we're in the middle of a conversation and someone touches kayla and i swear to god i my eyes darted like i just was like pretend i had it like laser yeah, we all know i was like <laughs> we we all know those eyes did you almost fling this person in 2020 you know i would and i'll do it again no we all know anyway that's my last word and it happens all the time, and I'm not here, like, persecuting anybody, but I'm telling you right now, if this shit happens to me on a day-to-day, week-to-week, week-to-week you basis... You don't fucking know me. <laughs> you don't fucking know me. Shut up. <laughs> and if it continues, this is my fucking podcast, and I'm going to fucking talk about it, because it happens all the fucking time. And until it stops happening <laughs> is when I will fucking stop talking about it. And that's that on that. Okay, moving left and right along. My <laughs> last word is very petty, but it's something that I think we should talk about. And it might not be relevant anymore because we're all at a certain age. However, I think it needs to be said for anyone who thinks it's fucking cute to do this or thinks it's fun. And I will say I do enjoy doing this as well. But there are some rules and regulations we should all follow in the year of our Lord 2019. Okay, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about right now beer pong. <laughs> okay. Yo, I was quite good at it. I'm not so gonna I went to yeah. community college in New York City. I ain't shit. I was actually really good. I was always the girl that the guys went on their team. I get it. However, you got reach. I what, am what about- not going to play beer pong if we are playing with beer cups. What about we're playing flip with cup? water cup? What about flip cup? That's different. I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about a ball that is getting thrown from your dirty ass hands. Okay. Into cups that are they put- should be water. Okay. So my oh, uh, let's rewind. It's, let's rewind. Let's rewind. Bounces off the floor. And if yeah, God forbid, I'm going to get there. I'm going right. to get right. there. Go, go, what I'm going to get at right now, <laughs> it's fine. We're going to start now with a setup of the game. The setup should always be with water. 
the cup that you hand you hold in your hand is beer. It's a full cup of beer in your hand. Mm-hmm. The cups on the table should only be water. If they are beer or anything else, that's disgusting. Because this ball that you're throwing into said cups is all over people's hands. It's in on the floor, rolling around whatever fucking bar or apartment you're in. God forbid there's a carpet and a cat. Anything. <laughs> it's New York. Floors are filthy. It's New York. I'm sorry. Even if not New York, is fucking Yo. gross. You're not. I grew up in Southern California. Fucking, and they're like, no, we have a wash cup. Oh, we have a wash cup. Throw your fucking ball into our wash cup. What? A fucking cup of tap water? Don't is be, it bleach? Don't be, don't be good enough for tap water. No, but is it bleach? <laughs> is it bleach? Is it vodka in water? Is it? Is it? Is it a vodka? Is it a? What is it? Yo. What is it? Are you putting a ball into a <laughs> cup of water that you put the same ball that's been dirty on the floor in five times prior? How is that clean? I was at a bar that they were still playing beer pong and we were like older. So I'm like, why the fuck are you still allowing these germs into your body? Just it's the 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 solution is easy. You hold a cup of beer in your hand and y'all play with water cups. You just throw into the cup and if you make it then you take a gulp of your beer that's in your hand am i right no no you you got you got to put a certain amount of beer in you yeah but yeah so you take that's how you that's how you keep everyone but but the thing is if you want to play the game if you want to get drunk you're going to take the proper gulp if you don't then don't play proper gulp just saying (laughs) she a proper gulp that's that's gonna be Instagram. That a, that's gonna be pedal pedal. You know what? That's that's Insta. your new that's proper your new gulp. rapper name. Proper <laughs> proper proper gulp. Gulp. Proper I, gulp. Mean, I mean, where is the lie? Where, where is the lie? Proper gulp. Um, I am a proper gulp, and I have to properly gulp. However, Ooh. absolutely. However, that's the title of the episode. Is proper gulp. Uh, I just want to say it's not really relevant for our industry. It's just for anyone else listening to this. I personally think that beer pong is gross. And if you're, if you're only playing it that way, do not take balls off the ground and put them in your beer and drink it. Okay. Might, you might, as, you might as well lick a subway pole. Just saying. And I think oh. that is that on that. That's 20 on 10. That's that on that. Thank We're you. over it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Balake. Yeah, Bye-bye. thank you. Thank we you. Love. Thank you for having. We will see y'all next week. Uh, next, uh, nope, not next week. You know, next in a in a hiccup of a week after the, the hiccup next week. of the week after. <laughs> what was that? Bye. That was her hiccup. <laughs> Kayla, thank you again. Thank you so much for having me, guys. And thank you, Balake. Uh, thank you, Taylor. Balake, Tay Tay, Ricky, aka. Big, big gulp. Big, that's gulp. like, isn't that the name of like, gulp. Pro- oh, big gulp is, <laughs> big gulp is 7 Eleven. Fucking big gulp. 7 Eleven. Thank you so gulp. much, Tay yeah. Tay. Uh, thank you so much, Ricky. Thank you, Lake. Taylor, for fucking coming on this and dealing with us. Awesome. And Taylor's right, Titty. Shout out to Taylor's right, Titty. Mm. <laughs> Shout out to, to guest, guest to speaker. She got shit. Guest speaker number two. Oh my God. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. (laughs)